If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Jerry! Greg, how are you doing? <laughs> Happy Sunday, man. Happy Sunday. Did you have a good week? <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah, every, every, yes, overall good week. You know, every week during COVID has its, uh, has its, you know, you know, little challenges right now. Yeah. But uh, I really look forward to these, to talking with you. So I'm excited tonight. Oh, I do too. This is one of the most uh, exciting parts of my week that I look forward to all week long. And don't you have like, do you have like so many, I have so many things I want to like unpack with you and like things I've heard and I'm like, I'm pulling at all these different <laughs> topics, but we got it. We have to focus, right? Cause we don't want to, we don't want this to be completely uh, useless for people. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm very excited. I, my internet is upgraded too. Uh, so hopefully we will not have any uh, technical glitches, which I edited out last week. <laughs> I love it. Hey, well, that's good news. Um, welcome everybody to our fourth, uh, Money Vikings podcast. Uh, check out our blog if you want to do deep dives into other uh, interesting topics about investing, health, and life. Um, but uh, tonight we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to do. Uh, I think we're going to do Iron Condors. It's an options strategy uh, that Jerry and I use. And then uh, I'd like us to dive into some fundamentals of uh, what makes people millionaires. How's that sound for? Uh, that podcast. sounds splendid. That sounds splendid. That's splendid. <laughs> <laughs> Word I use every day. That's splendid. How was your week? Oh, my week was good. My week was good. Um, yeah, it was a lot of interesting things going on. The market just keeps grinding higher and higher. Um, you know, I, I've had some trades that, uh, you know, I've, uh, some did well and, and some did not do so well. Uh you know, referencing my, my futures trading from last week, I, I did a lot of futures trading in the small exchange and uh, some of those did really well. And some of those uh, did not overall. I'm, I'm ahead barely despite okay. myself. And uh, it's uh, it's, it's a lot of work and it's tough. I'm still trying to uh, figure out, you know, when I'm trading futures, if I'm a momentum trader or if I'm a, uh, mean reversion kind of trader wow you're blowing my mind with these <laughs> technical uh but it sounds like a couple of good things you're you're ahead right a little bit which is good yes and then, and then you're learning yes so yeah I've, uh... I've heard uh i've heard the losses being uh you should take the losses as a uh, college tuition 
you know, that's uh, uh, yes, it's kind of the, the the tuition, the price you pay to uh, to learn how to how to play the markets and trade in there. So I was talking I think, with my brother about that topic this week. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have him on sometime too as a little guest, uh, uh, as a guest. You know, my brother and uh, and uh, that'd be kind of fun. But that uh, would yeah, be we're the same topic. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's see what what other things are are uh, so we got so we got iron condors tonight, and then we're going to talk about millionaire fundamentals. Um, one one thing I did kind of hit, you know, one kind of thing that hit me this week is uh, I, I just got to put this out there is um, taking a bit of a step back from um, social media uh, news, negative stuff. I, I kind of uh, had a few moments like that this week where. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. It's a, you know, it's just such a, it's such a interesting time in our country because there's so much going on, a lot of tumultuous kind of things. We have an election year that always gets kind of wacky, right? Yeah. But, uh, we need, I do think for our own, you know, personal health and good, we all have to take a step back sometimes. And one thing I did, Jerry, is I, I just kind of looked around and I was like, you know, I was like, at the moment right now, like, if you look around your own life, I'm sure things are probably pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. So just wanted to put that out there, like put out that positive kind of energy, um, because uh, there's a lot of other stuff down there out there bringing people down. And, uh, you know, I get it. It's good to be informed, but uh, don't let it bring you down. That's all I'm going to say. Just yeah. take a step back and savor the small things. You get it. Wise words, wise words. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not full of them, but <laughs> <laughs> you're full of it, no. <laughs> probably. Uh, let's see. What I, I want to real quick. I want to a couple things in the news. I wanted to just run by with you before we dive into our topics. Um, so Buffett, we got to do a whole show on Buffett, but bought five billion dollars uh, of his own. Uh, you know, of the BRK, the Berkshire stock back. This. Uh, uh-huh. Right, his uh-huh. his his, his uh, cash pile went from one hundred thirty seven billion to one forty seven. I'm a I'm a BRK uh, B investor, as you know, and I'm kind of I'm a Buffett guy, Buffett fan. So that was so we're talking about Warren, not Jimmy, right? We're talking about Warren this time, but you know Margaritaville. Uh, you know, maybe you just let your investments ride and you go to Margaritaville. That, that might be that might be a good strategy. <laughs> Little known fact: uh, Jimmy Buffett actually has more uh, net worth than. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You know, I think you're onto something, though. He he is like extremely wealthy. I think I've heard right. Like, is that right? I, he is, yeah. You're actually onto something. I, I don't know if you were like totally joking, but. Uh, but I, if you look that up, I actually, he's so crazy rich though. Um, but anyway, uh, other interesting thing I read this week in the news, uh, was, uh, real estate trends, which I'm always following, um, folks, you know, folks are wanting more space. They're wanting home offices, you know, the work from home thing, moving, you know, away from cities, trying to get out of expensive areas, a little more space, probably, you know, more backyard room for the kids. Yeah. So that, you know, makes sense. Right. Everything. Um, so I don't. Anyway, with that, you want to you want to uh, kick us off with iron condors. People are people that are new to options are probably going cool name. What the heck is that? Yeah, let me uh, let me spread my wings here and uh, <laughs> I can uh, do it justice. Um, you, you know, people that are just starting out, iron condors may not be the best. Uh, it's definitely a cool name, and it's a it's a fun strategy to 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 try, definitely. And I I do them a lot for various reasons. 
over and over again. But uh, they may not be the the first option strategy that one goes to. Um, it's a four legged option uh, instrument. So you've got uh, you've got uh, your calls and your puts, and you're buying some and you're selling some, and you put them all together. And what you end up with is a neutral trade uh, that assumes you're, you're making the assumption that any stock or ETF that you're trying an iron condor on will stay where it is. That's kind of the hope. And what you want is time to go on and you want the, and you get you collect a credit when you enter this thing. Uh, meaning, you, you know, you can collect a uh, hundred, hundred bucks, 200 bucks, 500 bucks. And your job is to collect that credit and protect it as much as possible. Mm. Um, as time goes by, the stock's maybe going to move, maybe it won't move. Um, but as long as it stays between your boundaries that you set, um, you will make money. Because what happens is the value of the uh, trade that you've done will go down. And, and, and as it goes down... Uh, you get to buy it back for cheaper and close it cheaper. So, yeah, do you have a question or a comment? No, that's a great that's a that's a great explanation. And I I've enjoyed the ones we've done. We've done a few together, and I've really enjoyed them. I think that um, I kind of have liked that concept that you. It, I like that concept because I I can I'm really not one to be. It's fine, but like I don't know what things. I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow in the market. Nobody, right? the market, nobody does. Yeah. Tomorrow, the market, I don't know what it's going to do, but um, with the iron condors, I thought there was a beauty of that kind of like neutral position. And you were just kind of saying, listen, there's a percentage chance that the price of that stock is going to stay within a range. And you pick that range, right? Depending on how far you spread the wings, right? Exactly. You, you pick the, okay. yeah, how far you spread the strikes. And then the wings is kind of a little bit different part of the equation that's how much risk you want to take. And the wider the wings are, uh, you can make or lose more depending on that too. So you have a lot of room for making adjustments uh, to, to create a trade that fits you. And, you know, I, I love the Tastyworks platform and they allow me to drag around the, the legs of the option, if you will, and see the percentage change as I'm, uh, you know, messing with it before I actually place the trade. You know, Tastyworks does a better job at that, huh? With in terms of in, uh, in terms of against Robinhood, right? I mean, we we really oh, like yeah. Robinhood, but uh, I would say Tastyworks it does look a lot better uh, in terms of the way you uh, push those levers, right? It, yeah, and the in the information they give you, the way you push the levers, um, you know, you move the legs around, and and what's really nice, I mean, I'm looking at the screen right now, and I'm considering maybe in the future we could do this episode. Um, you know, with, with a, uh, on YouTube with, uh, with a screen that we can show a little more. Cause I, I realize it's very difficult to, to do this, uh, with just audio, but on Tastyworks, you can, as you drag the options, uh, the strikes around the percentages, uh, the, the probability of profit changes in real time while you're looking at it. So you can decide, do I want to take a 55% chance of success? Do I want to bring it up to 72? Do I want to go to 80? Um, and like we said before, with options, the with selling them, the higher the probability of success, which is, you know, we all want high probability of success here, the lower premium you collect. So sure. you have to get to the point where it's worth your time and effort 
uh, but you know, you're not risking a lot at the same time. For me, that sweet spot seems to be about 80% of a 50% probability of success, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I, and that was another thing I really always liked about these things. Cause you, you know, you could, you just could take your own sort of, uh, you know, how, how you feel about something and, and go, you know, a lot of people, you know, on a certain amount of money, would they take a 75% chance? Would they take a 65% chance? A lot of people would, you know, if it's, if it's uh three or 400 bucks, exactly. Um, you know, and you have a 75% chance. I mean, yeah, probably a lot of people would, you know, um, and that, yeah, no, that I, that's cool. And, um, got, uh, guide people to our site because, uh, we have, we have, gra- we do have graphics, right? We have, uh, we have cartoons and info. <laughs> Yeah, we do. You've you've made some very nice cartoons. My favorite of all time is the Iron Condor uh, cartoon. I've I've used that artwork several times. Uh, and to prepare for this podcast, I went through the original article that I wrote in uh, 2019, February of 2019, and I revised it because I realized I'd learned a couple of things since I originally wrote the article. Well, check it out, everybody. TheMoneyVikings.net or MoneyVikings.com. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Condors. Um, a couple other um, things I'd like to say just about them before we uh, move on to our next topic is that you can do them in stocks that typically are, you know, much higher price than anybody would be comfortable, say, like an Amazon or uh, I don't know what uh, a CMG. Is that the uh, Chipotle? Chipotle CMG. Okay, good, yeah, good burritos. Love in, the food. In much, yeah, Google, you can do them in much higher price stocks. And as long as you set the, the widths of your, of your uh, wings to an appropriate amount, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, you, you, can, you can trade those stocks. You, and it, it really makes it so everybody can participate. You don't have to wait for a stock split. Or you don't have to do it with just, you know, buying five or 10 shares. You can, you can do these uh, iron condors with much higher priced stocks as long as you set your, uh, your, your boundaries up correctly. Um, That's so cool. A couple other things. Um, one way to think about the iron condor is really, um, you know, I said it's four options transactions, but really you can also think of it as two vertical spreads. One on the left side is the bull put spread. So you're collecting a credit for saying that uh, the stock is going to go up or stay at a certain amount above where you're entering those strikes. And then at the, at the same time, you're also creating a bear call spread. So you're betting that the, uh, the stock stays below the calls on that side. And that's kind of what makes it neutral. Um, and, and, and I find it, you know, when they talk about exotic different types of options, transactions, you know, a, a broken wing butterfly and this and that, uh, spiked jade lizard, really, if you can identify, <laughs> if you can identify the, the basic components of what make up the, uh, the, the trade, uh, i.e. two vertical spreads, one bullish, one bearish, it becomes a lot easier to think about. I always liked them. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, uh, that's great stuff. Thanks for, thank you for sharing all that. And, uh, should we go on to our next, uh, topic? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, and here, here's, here's my segue. So iron condors are awesome. Go to this, go to our site, check them out and see what Jerry's done, but you actually don't need to do iron condors to be a millionaire. What? 
<laughs> I know you can, you can, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's also, so our next topic is about, uh, millionaire habits. And this is something that, uh, Jerry and I have talked a lot about over the years because, um, you know, there's the famous books like the, the millionaire next door, right? Remember that book? Yep. Um, very cool book, the automatic millionaire. These are books that I actually like to go back to sometimes, but you know, I, you know, Jerry and I are, are Gen Xers. So did you grow up with um, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Remember that show? Yeah, Robin Leach. And... Robin Leach, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this guy, for for the millennials listening, so there was this, there was this like British guy, this rich British guy, like kind of like, you know, rotund, would, would go around and like, and like do these shows in the 80s of, um, of like, you know, mega rich people. <laughs> and uh, it was just like their crazy life and all this kind of stuff. And so um, I would see this as a kid and you get kind of in your mind, this like cartoon image of like, you're like, oh, a millionaire, you know, like millionaires, that's how they live, you know? Yeah. And then, right. And then years later, um, I read the book Millionaire Next Door um, and uh, which his, uh, which his daughter actually likes our blog. We'll talk about that later. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it, she, yeah, she, she comments on our blog a lot, but the millionaire next door, I read that book and great book. And it totally, it's these two guys who did all the research on millionaires in America and they completely blow away like that illusion that was created on the show. They're like, basically they're like, yeah, that's like 5% of them, <laughs> but like 95% of millionaires are wearing like jeans and a flannel and some beat up shoes and you would never know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, and truth, so what, it's the truth. Yeah, it's truth, right? And so, what these guys found is that there were common characteristics of these of these people. Um, and you know, I, I'll, I'll you know, I'll start with like one of the first ones, which is you know, it seems, you know, Jerry, it seems straightforward, but like if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know if you realize this, but here's, here's a statistic. I mean, only about what, 3%, three to 4% of the U S population has over a million dollars net worth. That's really low. That is that right. Is, yeah. Three to 4%. Okay. Um, but what they found, so the first thing they talk about is these, these are people that live well below their means. So they make a certain salary, but instead of just like always like maxing out the credit cards and maxing out the, you know, the vehicles and the Mercedes and maxing out the, uh, you know, the bigger, bigger house or, you know, in the in the in the perfect zip code, um, they're living below their means. And what that does is it frees up capital for them to do iron condors. Right. I see. <laughs> <laughs> they can invest. I mean, it doesn't have to be iron condors. It could be a, a passive low-cost S&P index 500 fund, if that's your kind of thing, too. Exactly. And, um, and, I, 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 and I hear, you know, the thing I'd add to that, Jerry, and I know you and I are, are big into that, I would say the other thing, too, is that people have got to automate this stuff, right? Yeah. You've got to automate. I mean, anybody out there, like, if you are trying to save or invest, I mean, hey, it's fun to do the iron condors, okay? We do that kind of stuff but we have other things automated where we don't have to think about it, you know, because that's, you know, that's, I think what really sets most people up for success. And 401ks are a great example of that. Once you start a new job, I actually think they, some studies showed that when they changed the default behavior, people would automatically enroll and they would end up saving a lot more. Some people just put it off and didn't get around to it. 
taking uh, some percentage of their paycheck out and putting it in their 401ks. This is a great example of automation of investments. Man, yeah. I mean, have, have you re- have you read the um, and we don't get any royalties for these book plugs, by the way. These are just books I like. But have you read The Automatic Millionaire? You yeah, you, you loaned it to me. And uh, after I read that, I kind of went crazy and automated a lot of things. Probably went a little overboard and had to scale back a little. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's great. That's the way you want to do it. You that book. I was when I was preparing for our our, um, our show tonight. I was kind of revisiting um, that book because I like to keep some of these books, and I put little pencil you know notes in them. But I opened to this one page, and uh, I'll just read a couple of things it says here that I that just again good stuff to remember. Um, number one says you don't have to make a lot of money to be rich, right? People mm-hmm. are always you do have to make a salary. I mean, and I get it. You got to make a certain amount to you know pay the bills and all that. But I think people tend to think, you know, well, until I make this much, I'm not going to save, you know? Right. I think that's dangerous. I think that you should try to save as early as you can, you know? Um, The second thing it talks about, if you automate things, you don't need discipline. Because most of us don't have discipline, (laughs) right? Me included. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we put things off, we procrastinate, we know we should do it, but uh, just, you know, months or years will go by and, you know, we got nothing to show for it. So if there's one action you can take tomorrow after this podcast, <laughs> automate, automate well, some sort of uh, monthly, weekly or, you know, every, every biweekly investment that, uh, you know, maybe just puts money in your Robinhood account. Something Robinhood even lets you do it, I believe. I know it. I noticed that recently. It kind of would pop up every once in a while, and it gives me like a. Um, it's like, hey, do you want to do a normal, uh, you know, fifty bucks a month into, you know, Pfizer or something or whatever? Yeah. Um, or you know, whatever it could be the S and P. So the, the other one it said in this book it says you don't need to be your own boss because you always hear that a lot of times. Like the only way you can become a millionaire is you have to start your own business. Uh. Well, you know, not not all of us have that in us or have the um the timing or the idea you know what i mean i found that frustrating because i thought of different business ideas but i don't know the timing wasn't right or i didn't have the idea right Um, you know what i mean yeah not everyone has that entrepreneurial spirit or desire uh you know or or wants to be a real estate mogul like you are (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but 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 you you know the, the point is really good because it means Again, it's like you, you can, you, if you have a steady, I mean, you do need a steady job. You need, I, I get it. You need steady employment, but uh, you don't need to invent the next, you know, Apple computer or whatever, or uh, the next, you know, hit app. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, he talks a lot about the, uh, his thing in this book is the latte factor. We all know what that means. It's like, basically you can build a fortune on a few dollars a day. You know, it, it really is amazing if you can just get that like, you know, five, six, 10, 20 bucks a day. And you're if you're consistent and automated, it'll add up. The latte factor. He calls what, it the latte. Yeah. What, what is the latte factor? Oh, he's saying like he talks in the book about how um, like a lot of people. I have a friend who works at Starbucks, so I know this. People spend a fortune, right? Maybe not right now, but they used to spend a fortune you know, every day going to Starbucks and you get a breakfast sandwich and you get, um, you know, the, the, the coffee, um, you know, you get the this and the that. 
I mean, you're spending, you could be spending 12 bucks before you know it, 13 bucks. That's right. Wow. Yeah. It adds up. It adds up. So um, anyway, uh, you know, I'll stop there. I want to, it's not a deep dive into that book, but those were a few of the um, ideas. Um, here's another one. I'd like, yeah. Yeah. Please. I'd like to get your take on this one. So it says uh, to, to most millionaires, financial independence is more important than status displays of wealth. I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah, there, there are people that, uh, you know, they, they have really nice cars parked them in front of their house and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they're, they're, they're nice, but I mean, I think you and I like to just use cars that uh, get us from point A to point B. Maybe if they're electric, that's cool too. (laughs) That saves on, uh, on gas. Um, of course, you got a higher electric bill, but that's a different episode. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and, and clothing, um, I, th- I think uh, both of us kind of uh, fit that mold where we're, we're not trying to uh, keep up with the Joneses, if you will, the neighbors and, and have the bigger house and, uh, you know, have the latest iPhone. I'm on an iPhone 7 proudly. And, Look at uh, that. Look and I love technology. Believe me, I do. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've, I've molded this one over a lot over the years because it's not that, um, you know, I trust me, I, I like quality, nice stuff. Okay. Like anybody. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and at the same time, I don't want to, um, I don't want to live a life. I like to find balance. So I don't want to live life where I'm like denying you know, myself or my family, just like every little thing. Cause it's like, Oh no, that's, you know, that's too expensive. That's that. Cause there's an extreme, right. Of everything. Of course. Uh, you know, but um, at, at the same time um, I, I've tried to make, you know, make choices like here, here's where we're going to spend the money, you know, and it's the stuff that you value the most, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, find, find that for yourself. Right. Um, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to want versus need. And if you can figure out what you really need versus what you want, uh, that's going to help a, a great deal as well. And I agree with you on the quality thing. I mean, in, in, in many things in life, you will find that the, uh, you spend a little bit more on quality up front, the, the widget or device or home, whatever you're buying uh, will last longer. And if you maintain it, that's an investment. So I think it's good to, to think, consider quality. Don't just go for the, the cheapest item on the shelf. Um, you know, and that goes for beer as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, it's funny, I, I've, this, you sparked my memory on something because I've talked with folks about this over the years and, uh, and I've met some people too. And again, great, everybody, great people, you know, and I love it when people want nice things and nice things are awesome. And I've met some folks that it's like, oh, you know, I just, I, I like, I like Mercedes and I like, you know, I want to have this and I want to have these types of clothes. And um, the one thing I've always talked, I'll talk to them about is like, hey, listen, let me, let's put it down this way. Are, you know, are you maxing out your 401k? Are you, ma- you know what I mean? Are you automating your investments? And if the answer is, is yes, and I'm not giving advice to them, but like if they want it, um, but if the answer is yes, I'll just say, hey, you know what, you know what, you're doing the right thing then you, you want to enjoy whatever it is, and you want to have this kind of thing. But you know what? In the background here, you're you're doing the saving. You're doing the investing. So you know what, man? You're going to be fine. You know, just have at it, right? That's your yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, not, it's, it's, not, it's not judgmental, you know? It's right. just like, you know. 
so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Let's see. Should we do one more? Why not? These are Why fun. <clears throat> These are pretty cool. Um, okay. They allocate time, energy, and money efficiently in ways conducive to wealth building. Um, if you don't mind, I think I can sum this one up. Go for it. The way, the way I think of it. What I try to think of is assets versus liabilities, right? Mm-hmm. And look at where your cash is going. Okay. Like where is all your money flowing? And if your money is not flowing into your 401k or into rental properties or things, and it's flowing into the boat and the Mercedes and the clothes and the over the top luxury vacation, that's all good stuff. But you just have to remember all your money is flowing into things that are not wealth building. So you just have to know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every dollar has a job in my book. So, yeah. So, you know, so maybe for a person like that, it's like, Hey, get a few of those dollars, you know, flowing back into assets. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you definitely want to, you definitely want to understand the big picture where all your money is, where it's coming in, where it's leaving and, and make sure that you understand that uh, you're putting some of it in wealth building places. That's up to you where, where you want it to be, whether you feel like bonds are the best choice or index fund or iron condors, but uh, definitely make sure you allocate some of your, uh, your funds for um, wealth building. Absolutely. If you can. Absolutely. It takes, it takes, it takes time. I I don't see, you know, I haven't seen a lot of get rich quick in my life. I've seen a lot of, you know, people that, that uh, get things and systems set up where over time, um, you know, things can build, you can target market opportunities, you can do iron condors um, and uh, just, you know, continue to make your, I love how you uh, discussed last week about uh, having your dollars work for you. Um, like little, like, you know, little employees or something, <laughs> little worker bees, little worker bees. I love that. Yeah. Your, your dollars are little worker bees. Um, it's, it's, it's really good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. You, you know, I can't believe how fast the time goes with these shows. <laughs> it's, it really does. It really does go by fast. I think it's, uh, we have, we've got a lot of stuff that we try and pack in. I, I, I would like to add one kind of close thought and then maybe you can follow, um, at the end of this thing, but uh, I did want to say, um, you know, with iron condors and things like that, um, it's, it's, I just wanted to stress again, it's maybe not the first investment uh, type of uh, thing that you might want to do. You, uh, Jim Cramer, love him or hate him. I, I tend to be a fan, um, but uh, he always advises people that want to get started in investing to at least build up about $10,000 in an index fund before you consider, you know, individual stock investing. And I would expand that to iron condors as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely establish some sort of base and get that automated uh, thing going every single week, month or year uh, before you start to do these, these sorts of other things, because they can, um, you, you can definitely lose money on these things and you want to, you want to start slow and, uh, and know what you're doing before you continue. Um, the other thought I wanted to say is when you do put these things in, um, make sure you put a closing order in 
right after you put in the opening order. Um, so you don't have to think about it. And as time goes by, you might be at work one day and all of a sudden you're, uh, you'll get a push notification that says, you know, your trade's closed for 50% of max profit. And that's great. You don't, you didn't have to watch that thing It's very kind of passive once you, uh, once you, uh, you know, set your targets and set the trades out. So I just wanted to cover those things because I felt they're, they were uh, pretty important. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love when you're able to summarize it like that and setting things up where it's sort of you've calculated everything and then you kind of don't have to think about it and you let it play out. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that as well. So, uh, you know, because, you know, everybody's got lives to live. We have kids to raise and uh, jobs to do. And <laughs> so we're not always watching our... <laughs> our, our investments. Um, but thank, yeah, thanks for going over that tonight, Jerry. I think people are going to get a lot out of this and, uh, I'm just going to end with, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a tough time out there. So be good to each other. Uh, you know, some folks are struggling, uh, be kind and listen. And, uh, it's always a pleasure talking with my friend, Jerry. So. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Greg and, uh, have a, have a good rest of your, uh, evening and we will talk again next week. You too, man. Always nice talking with you. Okay. Bye-bye. See you.